With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right, hockey fans, welcome once again to the Vegas Hockey Podcast. This is another midweek report. I believe it's number eight since we joined the Hockey Podcast Network. And they, excuse me, asked us to do a little midweek show to keep the content rolling and flowing. And we appreciate everybody who's listening on any of those uh, new platforms. The, we're on a lot of Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud again. Um, they pick up our link and we send the show and we put it on all their platforms or you go to the hockeypodcastnetwork.net and pick a show from any of the National Hockey League teams. Uh, they have one of each. So go over there and check them out. We appreciate them. Chris, good day to you, sir. Good day. It was as I texted you last night. I, I was uh, was going to take a mini miracle, but uh, – Somehow, some way, I uh, was able to get what I needed to get done uh, today to do the show, and um, and no one. Hey, miracles me, happen, so. my friend. <laughs> they do. Well, I just remember like last so. Yeah. Hey. Usually so, at his time, not our time, but uh, today right. we, we we were smiled upon. So yes, it's good to talk to you, sir. But uh, I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed. I'm glad we're doing this because. You know, uh, I tell you, these Pittsburgh Penguins don't lose a freaking game. And last night, I'm like, well, you know, they're playing, they're in Vegas. So I know my, you know, my de facto, you know, my team in the West and my man, you know, Mark W, they'll take care take care of business because you guys have, haven't been losing anybody. And then, uh, and then uh, you lose to the Penguins. You're killing me. I'm trying to shake a tail feather with them, with the Islanders. And uh, and they're both at 57 points, although the Islanders have played one less game for whatever that's worth. Penguins, I tell you, they, they don't they don't have Crosby. They lose Kessel for the year. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, anyway. But as I digress, uh, you know, I thought it would be a little love from Vegas. No, I'm feeling you. I was looking at the game, and the Penguins going in were 7-2-1. and one. The Golden Knights were 7-2-1. and one. Uh, the Penguins had won one game on on the streak, right? You go look at the streak. The Golden Knights were on a four-game winning streak, I believe, season tying high, and had just come off. You know, I got a, I got a couple messages um, on, on Twitter. Wow, oh, what a great win! Great win! And uh, that was the St. Louis game, and I was less than uh, I was underwhelmed with the St. Louis game. Yeah, it's, it's nice to come back for the first time this season when trailing by two goals and win a game, actually. That's a nice streak to break. Um, they spotted St. Louis 3 nothing in the first period. Uh, really nice win. Uh, get the two points. Uh, the the FNG, the, the new guy, goes down, wins it in overtime. So, so uh, you know, 
things happy. And then you got you got the Penguins. You know, you got a seven-game homestand before you got your eight-game road trip split up by ten days on four and four. But um, and so you're riding high, right? Uh, you, you think, okay, champ, Stanley Cup champs came in. Uh, they took it on the chin. You know, it's part of the process, right? Blah blah blah. And then they go and spot freaking Pittsburgh at three nothing lead. And kind of the same thing midway through the second period. They started skating and moving their feet. Um, I, you know what? I take that back. The Golden Knights played a good game last night. There are a couple of horrible turnovers that went in the back of the net. Uh, Flurry let in a, uh, a softy or two, depending on your point of view. Um, you know, I looked it up. I, I, in fact, I have it right here in front of me. I didn't have to look it up. The Golden Knights allowed the Golden Knights allowed four shots in, in the second and third periods. Total of eight shots allowed over forty minutes. They outshoot the Pins in the first period, thirteen to eight. So they outshoot the Pins thirty-four to sixteen on the night. If you if you can hold the other team to sixteen shots. You got to not let in four goals. No, not doing. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, but not all shots are the same. I mean, I can tell you, Barry Trotz over here at sure. Island is a big believer. Like the Islanders, a lot of times give up a lot of shots. In fact, the analytic community, and one of the reasons why people, uh, not to digress, but uh, they didn't have a favorable rating going to this year because a lot of the analytics. They didn't like a lot of the Islander numbers, but Trotz has always felt not all shots are the same. So he's 100%. like, look, if you, if you if you want to take shots from from the outside, and uh, and, and we're going to clear the rebound, uh, and our goalies can see the shots, uh, we'll do that all day long. So um, you know, so apparently, you know, like uh, their shot, their the the chances that they had, they they were able to execute enough. Um, the Knights had a lot of, uh, of high danger, what I would call high danger chances. They weren't, um, <coughs> excuse me, blasting away from the blue line there, and uh, they 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 had a lot of high danger shots. They were they were buzzing. Um, in, in fact, late in the game, I I, I was sure in the last four minutes they were going to tie it. Um, Pittsburgh took a penalty at 17-17. Malkin went off for tripping. And so the Knights pulled Flurry at about the two-minute mark, thereabouts. And six on four, the Pens tried a couple long shots, and, and uh, one of them just kind of inexplicably kicked off to the left. Um, I thought for sure that one was going in. But the, I thought for sure they were going to tie it. They, they – um, Mark Stone had a fantastic opportunity at the game, uh, right at the end of the game, and probably below the hash marks on the uh, left side of the cage, and you know the puck hit something and came out to him, and he must have missed the net by six feet. He shot it below the hash marks in the slot, and the puck went out of play. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know how that even happens. It's just one of those things, but. You know, don't don't spot teams three nothing leads 
in your own barn and think that, you know, the furious rally is going to save the day for you. Um, I don't know what, there's been a little bit of a problem at times throughout the season where the Golden Knights just, you know, oh, we got to start faster. We got to play 60 minutes. We're hearing those kinds of things. And I, I don't want to get, get into it. There was a, a press conference where Gallant left the room when asked uh, why the Golden Knights struggle against the top-tier teams in the National Hockey League. Uh, Coach Gallant did not appreciate that question. Um, but it is kind of true. Um, when you go back and look, even on the take the take the St. Louis game out of, out of the equation, uh, because you know ninety times out of a hundred, you spot a team a three nothing lead, and there's thirty minutes gone in the game, you could pretty much count as a loss. But um, you know they beat Philly five four, they beat Anaheim, they beat Arizona. Yeah, Arizona's a first place team, but are they really kind of a thing? <laughs> I guess I guess they are, but they are. Um, yeah, and I was about lost. to bring up that point. They're now in first. Uh, they uh, they have retaken first place from the Golden Knights. Uh, lost to Anaheim before that. Off of a three day rest. Off of getting smoked by Colorado seven to three. Um. They beat San Jose, but then before that. Uh, another Pacific Division playoff team. They lose in overtime. Vancouver um, beat Minnesota. Probably should beat Vancouver at home. Okay. Um, last time they, they they got a good win in Dallas. Smoked smoked by St. Louis before that. Um, I was saying that earlier in the season when they were on a little bit of a hot streak when Subban was in that. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, They beat Calgary, beat Toronto, lost to San Jose, lost to Edmonton, lost to Dallas. Nice win in Nashville, who was struggling at the time. So, I mean, just going back through this season, another loss to Colorado, lost to Boston, lost to Arizona. And then, you know, very nice win against Pittsburgh. I don't know if it's a thing yet. But it's something. Yeah, to keep I would. I, I, would on. I mean, I would debate that. I mean, right now, how many? First of all, how many teams? Are we, every year is its own unique year. So if we're going to just talk about That's this correct. year. Um, you know, if you want to say uh, what teams are elite, right now, I mean, I would say in the West, the only team I would consider elite, uh, or that you know, grade A plus uh, level, is probably St. Louis, and then in the East. I would probably say uh, Washington for sure, and then uh, Boston. Although they've struggled a little bit, although they they've been they won last night. They played. Yeah, I, but, I agree with that. I, I think would say Boston can play down. And I would include Tampa in that, and they're actually on a on a hot streak finally. But they, they haven't are. played like an elite team uh, this year. So there's been a lot of high level play, but if you're going to say, oh, they don't beat the the kind of elite teams, I, 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 you know, that doesn't that doesn't really, you know, kind of ring true. You know, some teams have 
a pretty good okay. record. Of, you know, I, I got to see more of the data and whatnot. You know, uh, like I said, right now uh, in the West, I think it's really a, kind of a, a lot more of a jumble, um, you know, other than uh, St. Louis. But, uh, hey, it just I don't know if, uh, I mean, uh, today uh, I didn't get to see anything. So maybe this is old news, but I have in the background uh, NHL uh, tonight on, and uh, they just had Elliot Freeman on, and I don't, I, I, this is probably something that came over the wire sometime today. But uh, Logan Couture has a fractured ankle, and it's going to be out yeah. at least six weeks. I mean, that's just yeah. something that they they cannot. I mean, they're they're as it is. Yeah. They have a huge hill to mm. climb the Sharks. So uh, uh, you know that's that was a tough uh, way too. Yeah, that's they. I, I, I don't. I, I this is not going to end well for them. So I, I mean, they they had a lot of talent on that team. I can't put a finger on. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of their games this year. But um, and again, we've seen teams go on streaks. Look at the Lightning; they're one eight in a row now. But um, yeah, I mean, they got a long road to hoe to get back in the mix. Um, the Sharks do, and now they're going to be without one of their best players over the next six weeks. So. Yeah, that that feels like a gut punch to me too. I saw I saw the play and it it, w- it went in the boards awkwardly and there was uh, there was a tweet and I, I forget who it was that said uh, watch Logan Couture's uh, left leg in this and then in parentheses or don't watch. Um, it it looked like the knee at the time. It looked like his his knee hyperextended out to the side. And you, and and I mean he went into the boards real awkwardly with someone on top of him, and it wasn't it wasn't a pretty video. I'm not surprised that he'll he'll miss some time after that. And, and yeah, that just feels like a gut punch for for uh, San Jose. It's like and it's not just it's not just the points that they're behind, which is considerable. It's the amount of teams that they're behind, both teams in Copy the playoffs that. and play teams fighting to get into the playoffs. So. Uh, you're gonna have to put up a heck of a record to uh, uh, for them to to get to get into the wild card. I mean, stranger things could happen. Look at the Blues last year. But um, yeah, I, I you know this this next month is critical for them, and it will be interesting to see what happens if it's if it's like early February or mid February, and there's a couple of weeks before the trade deadline, and Doug Wilson's gotten all in on this team, and Lord knows he's given up a lot of draft picks and things of that nature. Um, you know, would he would he consider consider uh, transitioning and 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 selling a player or two? With you know, not not just you know with the how the team has played this year, but if you mentioned in the past uh, how much they, the salary cap is not a friend of theirs and how many uh, big contracts they have. So I don't know. I don't know those the answer to those things. But um, um, yeah, so you know, just something, just food for thought. I think uh, I, I think there should be an evaluation going on over there um, of what what has happened. It's uh, probably I don't think it's I don't think it's outlandish to say they're probably the biggest disappointment uh, in the league uh, up until this point in the season. Oh, well, I, I agree. But um, I would put Tampa in that category two weeks ago. Right. Um, Tampa Tampa seems to have righted the ship, but if if you had told me that, that Tampa would come off the season they had, uh, notwithstanding the the playoff debacle, but just coming off of that season last year with most of the basically the same roster intact, uh, Vasilevsky is still in that, and, and 
so on and so forth. And I mean, they were, they were circling the drain two and a half weeks ago. I'd have put Tampa in a more disappointing position, but, but, uh, you know, looking at the standings right now, I, I got to agree with you. I don't see any, I mean, we have a lot of surprises, even in the Pacific division. When you look up at Arizona, uh, here we are in January and Arizona's in first place. Edmonton's still in a playoff spot. Uh, Vancouver's right behind, um, for the, for the wild card. So there's just in the Pacific division alone, there's, there's, some pleasant surprises, right? Uh, Vancouver tied, but uh, tiebreaker leaves them out of the, you know, tied with Winnipeg there. But look, I mean, looking at San Jose, they're seven points out of the wild card, eight points out of third place in the Pacific, and they have Chicago, Nashville, Minnesota, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary in the first wild card spot. That's just to get the wild card. And then if, if you're going to try and track down Edmonton, uh, they're at 51. That's eight points clear. Um, yeah, uh, uh, I, I almost have to think about Mr. Wilson. Um, fired all the coaches. That didn't help. Who's next, right? You know, you get your shot to finish it out with, with your coach that you selected. And, uh, ooh, moving into the off season when you have 10 RFAs and UFAs that need to be re-signed, maybe it's time for a change at the top. Yeah, and the other the other team probably uh, who's slightly better consideration of biggest disappointment is Nashville, and of course, uh, within the uh, the last day or two, uh, the, uh, yep. they let go of Peter Laviolette. They hired Surprising. John Hines, who got fired earlier this year. That's surprising. Um, I mean, crazy. Um, you know, that's a team when you look at it, and you know they seem like on paper going to the season such a solid group. In all three areas, they they had you know depth and they're strong. They got a lot of a, a lot of top defensemen. Well, you know, all right, Pecorini is not uh, Pecorini was uh, a couple of years ago, but he's still pretty good. And you know, they should have enough in goal. And I know they're in a tough division, but uh, they've you know they really uh, uh, it's hard to believe that they're on the outside uh, trying to look in, if you will, and. I remember thinking around the middle of December as we were like a week and a half from Christmas and they were struggling. And I said, you know what, LaViolette's probably fortunate that the timing of the calendar, because, you know, it just would look weird that you would let a prominent coach like that go right before the holidays kind of thing. And then I knew they had the New Year's Day game this year. So I was like, you know what, to me, he has – a couple of weeks to get this ship righted, and um, uh, and then it wouldn't shock me if he got let go, and that's kind of how it played out. So, uh, uh, you know, he's a guy who's been in a number of stop, stops, gotten teams to the Stanley Cup Finals, um, oh, and won a cup, excuse me, in Carolina. Uh, I completely forgot about that. So he, he's been around. It's hard to believe. I remember oh, yeah. his first job was a, a no-name uh, Mike Milbury hired him to coach the Islanders, so uh, kind of thing. And who's this guy? So, um, but uh, yeah, Nashville's another team. I mean, they're in a little bit better position than San Jose, but they they have a lot. Of, and you know, again, they played Boston last night, lost four to one. Um, so, like I said, it's a little it's a little startling. And you know what? So ever since they had that really magical run to get to the Stanley Cup Finals. 
I guess we're going back, what now, three, four years ago. And after that, everyone kind of felt like rubber stamped them as, um, you know, a Stanley, a true Stanley Cup contender, and probably rightfully so. But since then, there's been, you know, each year there's been a little bit more slippage with last year being a first-round uh, playoff ouster. And now this year, uh, hard to believe, they may be a team uh, who doesn't make the playoffs. Well, I was just going through some of the some of the articles about um, Heinz. Does it seem right where where they say third head coach in franchise history for the Predators? As long well, as Trotter, they've been around to, to only have their well, Trotter, third head coach. Trotz was there for like fifteen years, so oh, yeah. look at so if you if you look at it from that standpoint, um, he was there for a Yeah, and he's John been there Hines. for a few years. So it sounds crazy when you say it, but when you when you have one guy that when you have one guy there almost 15 years in Barry Trotz, um, yeah, it makes sense. Um, Let me go back a little bit to uh, um, last night's game. There's some injuries to uh, update here. The Cody Eakin makes his return and returns as third line center. Um, staffing reunited with, with Stone and Pacioretty. That line looked great. Um, they still had Carrier, Eakin, and Tuck. Is that right? No. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Cody Glass, still out. Um, lower body, not expected to miss a whole lot of time. There was ACL and all kind of different things, but now the, the the word here in Las Vegas is that bone bruise and in the knee, three to four weeks perhaps is, is the word on Cody Glass that's coming out of the grapevine. Um, Jesse Granger of the Athletics that, you know, sources say kind of a thing. Um, so that's, that's good news for Cody Glass and he has not blown up. Um, and then so that moves Stevenson up to play left wing with Carlson and Smith in the absence of Jonathan Marshall. So missing, I believe, his second game now. Um, so the line, the line, and then Nick Waugh centering Carrie and Reef. I believe. Let me double check that. But. The line, the line blender for Coach Gallant is out and in force once again. The, now, on the roster, he had Stevenson, who's been playing great since coming over from Washington. Um, adds good speed to the Pacioretty Stone line at second line center. <clears throat> Excuse me. You have Cody Eakin returning. Um, I'm not going to put any grade on him. Your first game back after missing that much time with what everybody thinks is a concussion. Um, you're just trying to get through the game and get your legs and all that stuff. So obviously, then you have Carlson and you have Nick Waugh and you have Tomas Nosek and you got Cody Glass, who's better. Obviously, he's a natural center, but much more productive when playing center. Um, I'm wondering how that is all going to shake out. And, and just I, I wanted to get your thoughts uh, before we go here. We're going to be out of time in a couple of minutes. But um, 
I guess too many centers that are vying for roster position is a good a good problem to have, sir. I'll give you one more little thing to consider. It seems like Vegas wants to add a defenseman by the trade deadline, like a quality, you know, defenseman. We've we've heard Sammy Vatnin's name uh, as, as an example. Uh, but you know, Vegas is really right up against the cap. So from a cap standpoint, if they were to add a player. Now, again, at that point in the season, how much do they have left on their contract? Maybe someone can, you know. But they might have to move a Cody Eakin, let's say, to free you might have to make a hockey space. Team. Right. To free, who, who's also a, a pending UFA. And given given all the givens about, uh, in terms of Vegas, in terms of the roster, the depth at center, they're where their salary cap's at, probably, you know, probably – this will be his last year with, with, with Vegas. So he, he's a guy who could wind up getting moved, maybe get a draft pick or two, free up some cap space, maybe even use one of those draft picks and throw something else in, uh, another draft pick in to get Sammy Vaughn and kind of thing. So that's that's another thing to keep an eye on. And if Cody, Gla- uh, Cody Glass, if Cody Eakin is healthy, as we saw last year, now last year might have been a career year in terms of offensive production, but He's a heck of a player, and he can really help he somebody. Now, he's had a number of injuries. I can think of one team, not even Long Island, who could use that. He could use a healthy Cody, Cody Eakin. I mean, um, uh, love uh-huh. to see the wish list is Pajot, but, you know, everyone who's kind of circling Pajot, uh, which a lot of teams are, for help at center, you know, a, 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 not a bad consolation prize, and I don't think it would cost a lot in terms of assets. Uh, you know, I think you're talking about a mid-round draft based on how he's played this year, based on it's a rental, um, you know, uh, and based on his cap hit, which is not horrible, but you know, three eight five, it's something. Um, you know that he, yeah, as long as he's healthy, he could be a nice little find for somebody. You know, I'm thinking more along the lines of a uh, Cody Eakin for for Vatman type deal because. I mean, let's face it, New Jersey's going to blow this up. They have to do something oh, they with that tra- roster. They gotta, if they're going to trade Vatman, they've got to trade him for picks. they got well, to throw in one of, uh, one of Vegas's extra picks, and then you pick up an expiring contract that you don't have to worry about in the offseason. And then uh, Cody Eakin hits the free agency market. That's the kind well, of trade we've seen if, in the past. If Vegas was willing to trade, uh, if I'm New Jersey, and they're willing to give me one of their three second-round picks, and Cody Eakin to help them make it work in terms of cap. And then I'll flip Cody Eakin and pick up, let's say, a fourth-round pick or a couple of mid-round sure. picks or something like that. That'll get it done. Yeah, that's, that's, done. Uh, I'd, be, I'd be all for that. But I, I think uh, I think uh, Vatnin is going to the, – the price for him is going to be a second-round pick plus. Uh, uh, and, and Vegas does have three second-round picks, so that's a good place to be. Uh, yes, yes. Well, looking ahead, um, the Vegas Golden Knights will finish out the homestand. I just had it in front of me. Don't you have a special to, to pick for tonight? Or yes, no? I do. Let's do that. MB, oh, I can't pick that game. Um <laughs> The NC Sports Net game is, is Stars Kings, and I won't uh, I won't pick a team that I'm interested in. Uh, you know, so the other NBC I got two games listed. I'll go Caps Flyers. Um, 
Flyers at home. I'm going to take a flyer on. Uh Both played last night. Yeah. Caps Caps traveling to Philadelphia. Excuse me once again. Um, Flyers flew from Carolina. I'm going to take a flyer on the Flyers. Um, Okay. I, I I know capitals in, capitals that um, still in single digit losses for the season. I think right now Philly probably needs that win a little bit more. They're tied with Columbus, who's been on a hot streak themselves. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna get a good price with Philly at home, and I'm gonna go ahead and take Philly. Okay. That makes. Uh, I, I hope you're right. Although I don't know if I do because, you know, <laughs> as much as I want to see the Islanders catch the Capitals, they have to worry about the Flyers. So uh, the way things have been going in that division, it will probably wind up being an overtime game. <laughs> it would be just your luck, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. That seems well, all right, buddy. I'm I'm glad uh, glad we got to do this tonight. Uh, yes. N- nice little quick hockey chat up-to-date on some news from around the league. And we'll be back at it Saturday. What are we doing Saturday? Uh, I have to confirm, but I, I, I did confirm over last week. But uh, we're going to have Russ coming on for a few minutes. So he'll he'll give us a little uh, little thoughts on the Flyers and the Rangers. He covers those teams very closely. He covers the whole league closely. But get a little uh, Metro Flyers, Rangers, Metro in general talk. We'll get his thoughts on the World Junior Championship. Uh, and we'll get maybe a That'll sneak peek from him in terms of the June draft because uh, Russ is all over the draft every year. So uh, Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And obviously we'll talk all the nights, and, uh, and we'll, so we'll go around the league. Uh, we'll we'll uh, probably have a couple good nuggets around the league as well. All right, my friend. Thanks for doing it. I'm glad uh, you got kicked out of work a little bit early today yeah. and were able to come home and, and make it happen. So, Thank you, sir. And that's going to do it for this midweek report number eight for Chris on Mark, and we're gone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.